Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I am the author of Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction, the series. It's official. We have three books in our series now. And oh my gosh, I have two more coming. They're all books to support you on your journey through the shadows of addiction. It is such a hard journey. I have been through it with you. I know what it's like to love someone with an addiction, to lose someone to addiction. And it is terrible. It is the saddest, most terrible thing that you can go through. And I often say it's like mourning the loss of someone who's still alive, if they're still alive. It's so devastating. It's so hard. And I just, I keep seeing, and I can't even believe how many people are touched by addiction. And I actually usually go off on rants that there's so much support for the addict, but where is all the support for those who love someone with an addiction other than shame, blaming, and telling us to work the system and our own recovery and I just, you know what? So that's why I created the community because I felt like there needed to be a positive, uplifting community that can cultivate resilience and strength in the face of addiction. And that's what this whole community is about. So if it's your first time here, welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here. And I want to wrap you in a huge blanket of compassion and understanding because I always say, I wish we were meeting under different circumstances because this is so hard. And so you are not alone. That's the other message. You are not alone. And if you've been listening forever, hi, I know we are new best friends. And again, of course, we wish we were meeting under different circumstances, um, but I'm so thankful that you're here. So today and this whole month, actually, I've been kind of all about self-care and I can buy myself flowers and all that kind of stuff. So I thought I would delve into an episode all about nurturing your inner garden. This is an amazing metaphor. It's all about cultivating self-compassion and growth. And I know I always talk about self-compassion, self-care and courage as well as community, because those are the four C's that I invest to counteract the three C's, which is you didn't cause it, you can't cure it, you can't control it, which is so true. We can't, but then we're like left, well, what can we do? And so I created in the SYKM community and my, my, my books and everything, these four C's is kind of the whole common thread throughout all of my books and everything that we talk about here on the podcast is, are those four C's. It's like self-care, self-compassion, the courage to focus on you and me first, putting us first and um, community. And that's what we are here. This is what the podcast is for. So you don't feel alone as well as the private Facebook group. 
And so, yeah, so you don't feel alone. So you have those four C's. So this whole concept of nurturing your inner garden really resonates with me. So when we are thinking about self-care, it is, it's basically empowerment. Like basically when we take it, take the, the spotlight, usually we get our spotlight gets sucked over to the addict in our life. And we're trying to save, fix, rescue. Oh my gosh, what's going on? We're worried. And we get pulled into the quicksand, so to speak, or we're pulled on the roller coaster or the merry-go-round with them. And so oftentimes we are focused on them and we need to take that lens and bring it back to nurturing ourselves. So sometimes we get so knocked down, we get so depleted, we get so exhausted and that all these external factors are pulling us in and really exhausting us. So, but really true healing and growth, they come from within. Sometimes we look outside ourselves like, oh my gosh, to try and figure out ways to heal and to grow. But really true growth comes from in. And so what we want to talk about today is this idea of tending a garden. So just like when we would tend to a garden. So let's have the metaphor, a garden. So nurturing ourselves requires patience. Like, you know, gardens don't just grow overnight or you put the seed in and then it's like, oh, loads of flowers or, you know, so these gardens require so much compassion and understanding. Well, where do these plants need to go? And like, I need to have patience while it grows and it takes dedication because we got to go out there and weed it and all these things. So let's explore this metaphor because it is so powerful when it comes to the courage to focusing on ourselves and to recognize our self-worth and to go within and find that space that can be so healing. And so Think of your inner self as a garden. Think about going in your inner self that might be feeling fragile right now. It might be feeling like you've lost your sparkle, your inner self sparkle. I know I did. I was so devastated, so sad, confused, lonely, exhausted, all those things. And so when you kind of turn inward, think of your inner self as a garden. So each aspect of your being. So think about it like your thoughts, your emotions, and your beliefs. Just think of them like they're kind of like a delicate plant. Your thoughts are a delicate plant or flower. You know, your emotions are a delicate plant or flower and your beliefs, same thing. So just as your garden requires care and attention to thrive, it needs to be watered. It needs sunlight. It needs all those things to thrive so does your inner world. It's the same metaphor. It's so cool how we can think of our inner world, our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs. They require attention in order to thrive, just like a plant. All those little plants, they require our attention. And so by cultivating self-compassion as well as growth opportunities, just like we help our plants to grow, and then we also have offer kindness to our flowers and our plants, so that we can create a really flourishing garden within ourselves, a really good landscape within ourselves, right? So I love this metaphor because it really, I almost knocked my light over here. I love this metaphor because it really does allow us to think of ourselves as going inward and nurturing. Sometimes we need to go inward it's for healing and solitude and self-care. And so this metaphor helps us to realize that, okay, we can do that, right? So in the context of the metaphor, when it comes to addiction, think about addiction as an invasive weed, <laughs> 
So I'm making this up. I'm really making this up. But that's how I saw it. It's almost like this dark, invasive weed that comes in and threatens to take over. It chokes up the life of your flowers and your plants. And and what happens is, is it, this, it, it takes, it, it really does, it affect your inner garden. And so just as weeds, they're, you know, they're not, des- they're not desirable, right? Um, we need to have sunlight. We need to have water. We need to have nutrients. Addiction can overshadow our garden, our inner world, our inner garden, and really cause us to suffocate. It can cause us to really deaden down and like deplete our life force and inhibit our flourishing. And so this relentless cycle of addiction in our lives and the pressures that come with it and the behaviors and the lies and how we're entangled, our inner world is entangled in the weeds of and roots and of addiction. It really it tells us that we need to tend to our flowers and tend in a very in a way that's very full of self-compassion and care. And we need to build our resilience in this inner world and nurture our beautiful flowers and plants in our inner world. And so I love that metaphor, right? So if we don't, if we don't keep things in check, and I don't know about you, but this is what happened to me is that I would get so depleted. So their addiction would seep into my life. My whole world became their world. Like their the the weeds, they spread quickly, you know, if they're left unchecked. And addiction can rapidly take over and they can take root. And in various ways in our lives. So it spreads destructively in our lives. And I see it as a dark cloud. Sometimes I use the metaphor of dark clouds, but I love this weed one because we're talking about the garden here. And so it can disrupt our harmony. It can disrupt our balance. It can disrupt disrupt our inner garden, leading to chaos, despair, just devastation, um, sadness, depression, all the things. And so what we want to do is now is what we're going to do is we're going to become skilled gardeners. We are going to take proactive measures so that we can eradicate the weeds from penetrating into our inner garden. They're still going to be there. They're going to be out there, but we want to make sure that we can keep them in the neighbor's garden, (laughs) so to speak. But what we're going to do is we're going to tend to our inner garden. And so we want to become a skilled gardener. We're going to take measures to control and eradicate if we can, if we hope to, those weeds, right? So we can take steps to address how addiction is taking us down. We can reclaim our own inner garden, our own inner landscape. And this is huge. This is really impactful. And this is what we need to do. And I hope this metaphor kind of helps you if the weeds have kind of gotten in there and like, you know, they're suffocating your beautiful flowers a little bit, so to speak. So what we want to do is this is a process that requires patience and persistence and hard work, right? It's not that we're going to just bounce back right away. Sometimes like, you know, addiction really does have a huge effect on us on so many levels uh, from our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, our beliefs, and trauma that comes with it can really affect our inner garden, our inner world. And so we want to really cultivate a healthier, more vibrant inner garden. And what we want to do is recognize that 
we can uproot those weeds, right? We can, you know, keep them at, we can keep them in check. We can also nourish our garden. We can reclaim our inner sanctuary and create, you know, um, boundaries so those weeds don't come in. We can, the reward of this patience and one foot in front of the other to take care of our own inner garden can really help because it's going to end up in this beautiful inner garden, right? And so it does require us hard work. So let's talk about how do we do that, right? So the role of self-compassion, let's talk a little bit about self-compassion. It's basically the foundation of personal growth and healing. So if we want to heal our inner world, it involves treating ourselves with self-respect, with kindness, with love, with understanding, with full acceptance. We listen to that mean voice that talks to you sometimes and catch it, delete, delete, cancel, cancel, reroute that thought, be kind to yourself. And also when we are going through difficult times, this is when we need to be an inner nurturer, not a, not listening to that voice of the inner critic. It's trying to keep us safe. But sometimes if we think about our inner garden, we need to be an inner encourager. We need to really tap into the role of self-compassion, especially when we're going through what we're going through. So understanding voice, having that voice of love and understanding, especially through difficult times and struggles. So just as that gardener would tend to those plants with gentleness and care, so we don't like make the the petals fall off the flowers, self-compassion allows us to nurture our inner self and to love on ourselves with empathy, compassion, and understanding. And that is so key. That is like tending to that inner garden. So how can you offer yourself some self-compassion? How can you be kind to yourself just like you would a really good friend? What encouragement do you want to give yourself? What what is it that you can do to really offer this gentleness and care? I know for me, I love heating up. I actually have a heating blanket. Now I used to take my blanket, throw it in the dryer and heat it up and wrap myself in this beautiful warm blanket and just take time to deep breathe. And I would either pull an Oracle card or have a nice tea and, you know, all these things. It's like, Andrea makes sense that this, that you're struggling through this. It's like, this is unacceptable behavior, blah, blah, blah. Like you thought this was the love of your life. Like I would talk to myself like a good friend. It makes sense. I understand. Oh my gosh, you're so sad. Like it makes sense. So you can see how we want to just practice this understanding. So now another thing we can do is cultivate growth. So what we want to do, just like we would sometimes, I don't use chemicals in my plants, but sometimes we put miracle Grow in there or we put in like, you know, nutrients into the soil or maybe we compost or maybe we, you know, add some good nutrients in to help with growth. So helping our inner our inner world, our inner self grow. And so similar to how the gardener, you know, reflects on the needs of the plants. It's like, you know, take, taking time for self-reflection is just like that, like understanding your own needs, understanding your desire. So what is it? And I usually start my day with what am I feeling? What am I needing? What am I wanting? And those three questions have such a huge, amazing benefit because it's self-reflection. It's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you might be needing rest or maybe you're needing more water or maybe you're needing to talk to a friend or maybe you're needing to take, 
control of your schedule again, or maybe you're needing to get out and interact with people. So maybe joining that, that cute gym on the corner or whatever, you can see where we're going with that. So cultivating growth is discovering yourself, looking into and meditating on or journaling and just engaging in some introspective, introspective, I can never say that word, going inside, introspective reflections, kind of, huh, to gain some insight. Where, what's going on here? What are you needing? And this helps to cultivate growth. This helps to to isolate where is it that you're needing support right now so that you can identify areas of growth and development. So it's really cool. It's really neat how you can go in and do this and, and, and take the time. Okay, so the next one is, Planting seeds, right? Planting seeds of affirmation and positivity is a wonderful way. So in the garden of your mind and your body, your inner being here, you can plant some seeds or thoughts or beliefs, and that can help with your inner landscape. So it's like, okay, a better feeling thought is, or, you know, choosing the seeds that you want to sow, choosing the thoughts that you want to develop and keep, right? And so keeping those, those seeds, positive, like full of positivity, um, self-love, full of empowerment. So practice even some affirmations or even positive self-talk that nourishes you and nourishes your inner garden, right? That can help you foster a growth mindset, make you feel empowered. So this idea too is turning inward. This is how we can tend to our inner garden. Oh my gosh, I keep knocking my light over. I know I talk with my hands a lot, but I'm really hitting this light today. Um, yeah, so this sowing the seeds of um, positive affirmations, but making sure they're realistic, right? Uh, I bet what's a, and I always say uh, when I when I have that voice in my head that is maybe an inner critic, sometimes I'll talk back to it. I take my thinking to court and like that's not true because and think of how it's it's hurting your flowers, your inner garden, and it's like taking your thinking to court. It's like that's not true because and then. You say all the reasons and keep saying it over and over. That's not true because I did this or that's not true because I handled that with huge resilience and that's not true because I am smart and I can figure things out and I'm resourceful. That's not true because, and that is a really powerful hack to take your thinking to court and nurture your inner garden. Another one that I use, and I'm just throwing it out there, is uh, another way of seeing this is, so if you're feeling like, you know, you're kind of getting pulled in and it's damaging your flowers or your plants, so to speak, your inner world, uh, what's another way of seeing this? Or what's a better feeling thought? And then just shifting it a little bit, right? Shifting it a little bit. It's like... um, so I might, sometimes I might've said to myself, like, oh my God, how could you be so dumb, Andrea? Like you're taking him back again like this. And then it's like, wait a second. Like another way of seeing this is I love this person and it's so hard to navigate this. And I will, I will feel good in the end. I have to see it out. And taking him back is because you know, this is what feels right right now. And then until it doesn't, and then I'll decide then it's like giving yourself love around everything. That's just an example. 
Okay. So um, another thing is nurturing resilience. Of course, we talk all about that when it comes to, you know, me, I love positive psychology. This is my whole world of study and uh, nurturing resilience is key. And that's what this whole community is about. And just like a garden can handle like rainstorms and maybe some frost and, you know, adversity is going to come its way. We want to cultivate resilience because it helps us to be strong when we are faced with life challenges. So there's going to be setbacks and there's going to be failures. There's going to, for our gardens, like outside, there's going to be snow. There's going to be frost at times. There's going to be, you know, rain and wind. And so the idea is, is making our inner world as strong as possible can really help. So what we want to do is look at possible potential past failures and challenges and how you grew from that or what did you learn? Um, what is the growth? And some of the ways to cultivate this resilience is, is leaning on support. It's reaching out to other people. It is sharing your story and your vulnerability. It's practicing self-care. It's practicing self-compassion. It's embracing the lessons that could potentially be woven into this crap. (laughs) And yes, I said crap. It's like the lessons that could be in the adversity. And so this resilience is a matter of opportunity of like post-traumatic growth. It's like, how can I grow from this? How can I learn from this? Um, Like, who can I lean on? How can I tend to my feelings and my emotions with self-care? How can I befriend, connect with community? And then how can I also embrace the potential lessons here. Maybe I don't see them right away, but let's look for some growth opportunities here. So again, like, oh my gosh, like there are so many things that can help us tend to this garden. And you're going to start noticing if you keep going through this and tend to your garden, eventually we're going to see fruit. Eventually we're going to see beautiful blossoms of flowers and just embrace all the moments of joy, embrace all the moments of self-discovery, of happiness as signs of your growth, of signs of progress, and recognize that that inner beautiful garden garden of yours. We are slow and steady every single day working on all these things to nurture our inner garden and, and really celebrating you on this journey because it is hard and acknowledge your resilience already, acknowledging your strength already and recognizing that that inner world just needs a little bit of tending to. Um, and you know, we're going to be out there. We're weeding out the, the, the weeds that are creeping in, which are kind of like the addiction, how it kind of seeps into our life, but let's not go there. And just kind of like looking at it as a slow and steady, continual progress. So let's take a moment and you can practice this at home too. There's a nurturing inner garden meditation, and it is just about taking each day to practice a self-compassion meditation. So just find a quiet space somewhere, maybe close your eyes. Don't do it now if you're driving and just focus on sending yourself kind words. So sending yourself words of kindness and understanding, maybe repeat some affirmations like I am worthy of love and compassion, or I embrace myself with kindness and acceptance. That can be your new mantra right? I'm looking after my inner garden, right? Allow yourself to feel the warmth and the gentleness of your own words. 
nurture yourself like you are your gardener, right? Nurturing your inner garden with love and compassion. So that's about it, my friends. Nurturing your inner garden is, I like the analogy. It's kind of like, you know, I was looking at my garden outside and it's covered in snow and like rocks and leaves. And I'm like, ah, and then I I kind of came on to the metaphor, especially because we want to talk all about this idea of self-care, self-love, self-worth, self-compassion, and just nurturing, you know, especially when we are hit with some serious life challenges when we love someone with an addiction. And so by cultivating self-compassion through reflection and positivity and resilience and that inner garden, just know that it takes nurturing and takes patience and baby steps that we can totally create and, and influence a more vibrant inner world. So I hope that was helpful for you. I hope that, you know, that you're tending to your inner garden with love and care and that knowing that you're planting seeds, that the seeds you're planting today, they're going to blossom into beautiful and a beautiful, resilient tomorrow. So I hope that that helped you so much today. And I am sending so much love and hugs through the line and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.